Psalm 22, for the chief musician, set to the Dao of the Morning, a psalm by David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? My God, I cry in the daytime, but you don't answer. In the night season, and I am not silent, but you are holy. You who inhabit the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They trusted in you and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, despised by the people. And all those who see me mock me. They insult me with their lips. They shake their heads, saying, He trusts in Yahweh. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, since he delights in him. But you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust while at my mother's breasts. I was thrown on you from my mother's womb. You are my God, since my mother bore me. Don't be far from me, for trouble is near, for there is no one to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open their mouths wide against me, lions tearing prey and roaring. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have brought me into the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. A company of evildoers has enclosed me, and they have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing. But don't be far off, Yahweh. You are my help. Hurry to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Yes, you have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my brothers. Among the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear Yahweh, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard. My praise of you comes in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The humble shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise Yahweh who seek after him. Let your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to Yahweh. All the relatives of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is Yahweh's. He is the ruler over nations. All the rich ones of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who can't keep his soul alive. Posterity shall serve him. Future generations shall be told about the Lord. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness to a people that shall be born, for he has done it. So that's a longer psalm. They're not all that long. They're usually just eight or ten verses, but that was about 30. And this one is set to the dough of the morning. Now that would be a tune in ancient Israel that we don't know anymore. <laughs> so all of these are songs. Now some of these are strange sounding songs. You can't imagine singing them. But this one was sung and it was to the tune, Doe of the Morning, whatever that was.
and starts with the most memorable line, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, where have you heard those words before? <laughs> in the gospel accounts in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 27, Jesus was on the cross and he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So this here was written in Hebrew. Jesus said it on the cross in Aramaic, but it's the same thing. Jesus is quoting here. Um, now, he's quoting him in a sense that he knew it was here, but at the same time, he was, he was praying a prayer. God, where are you? Why have you left me here to die? So he was genuinely praying and asking that prayer, but his words were right out of Psalm 22. Now, some people said that this Psalm 22 is David crying out in anguish. You know, he was saying, my God, my God. But as we go through the Psalm, we find out there's so many things in this here, Psalm 22, that sound just like the crucifixion, that there are now a whole bunch of people that say, no, David wasn't writing about himself. He was writing a prophecy about Jesus Christ. So there's a, a debate about, you know, was it David and his problem? Or was it David prophesying about Jesus and his problem, the crucifixion? And there's even a few other suggestions about what this psalm's about as well. But most people, it's one or the other. I suggest, could it be both? <laughs> could David have had an actual problem as well and him be crying out, Lord, where are you? But it also had been a reflection of Christ because David's, David himself is a picture of Jesus Christ. So many of the things that David went through, Jesus were like pictures of what Jesus went through. And David, um, Jesus is actually called the son of David. And... Um, so I suggest it could be both. David probably had genuine problems, you know, a thousand years before Jesus, and he cried out, Lord, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? Then he went through all these other things. But later, we re they realized, wow, this was a picture of Jesus Christ. Now, let me show you a few of the things that are found in this psalm. People have done whole studies and PhDs on this psalm. This is one of the, what they call one of the Messianic psalms. In verse 8, it says, He trusts in Yahweh, yet Yahweh deliver him. Uh, if you jump right over to Matthew chapter 27, verse 33, there were people at the cross on the day that Jesus died, and they were looking up at Jesus, and they were saying, you know, he's someone that trusted God. God can deliver him. So they were quoting Psalm 22, and they didn't know it. <laughs> uh, Jesus quoted it. He probably knew it. But those people quoted it, and they didn't know it. And um, one of the most astounding verses is verse 16. It says, Dogs have surrounded me. Evildoers have enclosed me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. Well, what do they do when they crucify you? They pierce your hands and your feet. There's not very many other times in life, in fact, none that I can think of, where you get your hands and, fierced, hands and feet pierced. Crucifixion's about it. And so... Um, you know, that's a very compelling connection. But there's more and more. Verse 18, it says, They divide my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing. What happened to Jesus' clothing? <laughs> they, they gambled. They divided lots and took his clothing. And um, so this psalm, it's a messianic psalm, but it's like a crucifixion psalm. There's a section here where it describes the physical symptoms of what it would be like to crucify. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. 
And there's a, a whole pa- passage of the psalm which describes all the symptoms. It says, my bones are all out of joint. It's exactly what happens when you crucify. My heart has turned to wax. They say that's the feeling when you're having a heart attack, which is what crucifixion does to you. So all these, even the, phys- the physical symptoms are described here in this psalm. Now, um, and it's worthwhile a study on your own to go back to Psalm 22 and look at it and instead of reading it just as a psalm and you know maybe just David praying a prayer of anguish, look at it as a prophecy about Jesus and you'll be amazed at how amazingly it fits. In, um, in history, Jewish people obviously have known about this psalm for a long time. Now they love the Bible, they love the Old Testament, they love the Lord, They just don't recognize Jesus as their Messiah. So they're missing out. And uh, Jesus is their Messiah as well as our Messiah. So he's come for them, but they haven't seen him. So what do Jewish people think about this psalm? (laughs) Because it's pretty obvious, right? Once you recognize it's talking about Jesus, you'd say, wow, how can you not notice that? Well, Jewish people, they fall into a few different groups. There are Jewish people that read this and they say, wow, this seems to be talking about Jesus. And there are some Jewish people who have given their hearts to the Lord because of it. There are other Jewish people who they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah, so they are looking to find some other explanations. And the Jewish explanation for Psalm 22 is that it's about Esther. We went through the book of Esther a couple of books ago and... um, Esther, you could, you could fit these prayers and these feelings in some way, one way or another, into Esther's story. For example, she, she gets put into this very difficult position where her entire nation is going to be destroyed. And the verse here, there's a verse here that says, where is it? Dogs have surrounded me. Evildoers have enclosed me. So, you know, Esther could have felt very much like that. I've got people all around me on every side that are enemies. My God, where are you? So all... Jewish people look at the story of Esther and they think this psalm is, is kind of like a prophecy about that. Um, but if you remember when we went through the book of Esther, I said that Esther was a picture of Jesus Christ. I remember telling you right at the beginning that Jesus is found in every book of the Bible. And when we got to Esther, I said, where in the book of Esther is Jesus? And, <laughs> and even I had to look up resources because I was trying to figure it out in my mind. It, never occurred to me that Esther herself was the picture of Jesus. She was the person that risked her neck to save her people. And Jesus, he went the whole way and died to save his people. Esther basically faced death and was effectively resurrected when she went into the king because to go into the king unannounced was, uh, by the law, to die. But the king extended the scepter and effectively granted her a resurrection. So Jewish people say, oh, this isn't talking about Jesus. This is talking about Esther. But as we've already found out, Esther is a picture of Jesus. Psalm 22 is a remarkable, remarkable psalm. And you've now just got some homework. (laughs) I know you've just listened to the psalm and you've just heard me say a few things about it. But now you've just got to go read it again and look at Jesus afresh with new eyes. He really is in the Old Testament. Lord, I thank you for Psalm 22, a messianic psalm. I thank you, Lord, you know the beginning from the end and you put your words into the Old Testament so that they can speak to us now. Bless us, Lord, and make us strong and may our love and appreciation for you increase many times over. Amen.